Hi, this is Annie from the Smithsonian American Art Museum's Loose Foundation Center. Since 2011, we've hosted Loose Unplugged, a free monthly concert series that celebrates the work of local musicians. Now we're partnering with Hometown Sounds to bring you tracks from DC artists we love. For more on Loose Unplugged, visit americanart.si.edu slash loose slash unplugged. There you'll find a complete list of Loose Unplugged artists, videos of past performances, and artist interviews on our blog, iLevel. We look forward to welcoming you back to the museum once it's safe to hold concerts again. Until then, stay well, stay in touch, and enjoy these tunes from our neighbors in the DMV. Hey, we're Lavender. And this is the Loose Listening Party. Presented by Hometown Sounds. Come close and don't let go. I will tell you, hold tight to your voice. No, we'll be all in a cloud full of the golden parts of stories and people who never know, who never know.
Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Loose Listening Party presented by Hometown Sounds. I'm Paul Vodra. I'm Tony Fareco, and we show you how DC rocks. And that breathy anthemic number was called Berlin by DC band Lavender. Lavender, welcome to the Loose Listening Party. Hello. Hey, guys. Thanks hey. for having us. So fun. Would you guys please introduce yourselves? Sure. I am Emily Carlson. I am the singer of Lavender. Uh, I'm Ali Vega. I'm the guitarist of Lavender. I'm Matt Wright. I'm the drummer for Lavender. And then we have a fourth member, Trent Burns, who's our lead guitarist for Lavender, and he's currently living in New Zealand, so he couldn't join us today. Lavender, tell us about the song we just heard and what it says about the capital of Germany. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, um, but this song dates back to our senior year of college. Lavender's gone through a couple iterations of members. Um, so this was written by Sophie, our former lead singer, who spent a semester abroad in Berlin, as the title says. So yeah, so she is an amazing lyricist. She's the kind of person who can just go on a walk with a track and come back with like full verses, choruses, bridges, the whole nine yards. And so that was the case with this song, I think, right? Yeah. And yeah, we just well, loved it. So Emily used to play bass. Um, oh, and oh, we'll talk about <laughs> that time. And Sophie approached me being like, hey, do you think that you could write a song that sounds like um, Angus Stone? And I was like, a song that sounds like Angus Stone. Okay, so there was a specific song she showed me. And so I like listened to that song a bunch and then tried to kind of recreate the vibe of that song, which is how I started off with that like really ethereal uh, guitar at the beginning. That's kind of just like bouncing back and forth between an octave. And so everyone liked it, but I like, I am not a soft music person, unfortunately. <laughs> so I was like, this doesn't sound right to me. So I, I asked Matt, I was like, hey, do you think we can get some like Florence and the Machine style drums to like come in? And I was like, I remember the first time Matt played them, I was like, oh, oh shit, this is it. This is exactly what we're looking for. And then <laughs> Sophie hated it. <laughs> Sophie hated it. She sure did. But uh, because I am the way I am, I am incredibly stubborn. So somehow I ended up uh, winning out on that fight. And as the drummer, I just have to say I'm, I'm grateful because it means I can hit the drums and they get really loud. And I love that, especially when everyone else is really quiet, because then it's almost like a drum solo. <laughs> you you definitely get your moment in oh, the song, like towards the end too. Matt is an incredible drummer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk you up, Matt. Like every single time we play a show, somebody always comes up to me at the end and is like, you have an amazing drummer. So props to you. So what, if any, is the origin story of the band name Lavender? Ooh, Aww. okay, so... This is funny. So the last election cycle, uh, me, Sophie, and Emily all wanted to start a band together. So Sophie started telling everybody without telling the other two of us that we were in a band. And we were like, okay, I guess we have to go with that. But now we need to pick a name because we've signed up for this like battle of the bands thing at American University. So at the time, the Trump-Clinton debate had just happened. So we were like, well, let's call ourselves Nasty Women. So for a while, we were Nasty Women. And then... We also, we up... thought we were so clever, like, no one's yeah, going like, to think no of this. Ever and it... come up with this. <laughs> I think that the day or the deadline or whatever that we had to come up with the name was like literally the day after the debate. We're like, oh, my God, we're so clever. Yeah. And then it's blasted on everything. Yeah. So but then we fine. realized we had to change it. And we we like, I think we wrote down a bunch of names on pieces of paper and we're like drawing them out of a hat to try and vote. At this point, Matt had joined as our drummer. 
So, I'd like the record to reflect that for the first performance as Nasty Women, there was also one man on the stage, and it was me. <laughs> Honorary Nasty Woman. Begrudgingly. We, 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 we said, we, oh, what was the other thing that it was like Matt was our bad ombre or something stupid like oh, that? Oh, yeah. Matt yeah. did not eat. It was well. probably not PC. No, probably, probably not. not. But it was, the other, it was the other Trump quote that we were like, yeah. Uh, I think I still have those sheets of paper somewhere uh, that we like wrote all the band names. We all voted and and put like what we wanted the band name to be in like a hat and yeah. we pulled them out. And then the the first one we pulled, I forget what it was, but we couldn't do it because there was another band with that name. It was Danger Danger with exclamation marks. Which I think is a great name. It, yes, Evidently then, other people thought it was yeah, a good name too. It had already been taken by a band in the 80s. Um, so then I came up with this idea to do Lavender Scare, which if you're not familiar is the same concept as the red scare but with queer people in the 60s because we also had another guitarist at the time named sam who is also queer then we were live scare like very briefly and then people were like it kind of sounds like a punk band so we were like okay let's just drop scare and just be lavender i like how you took a bunch of different ideas and funneled down and i want to follow up and ask what role does does lavender play in your lives the herb <laughs> I, I got some lavender essential oil going right now really i really do yeah emily and i Very have fun. lavender tattoos so there's that i have a uh, lavender scented um uh dryer sheets so <laughs> i grew up in bucks county where there's um a lovely lavender farm called peace valley <laughs> So, uh, as you said, you guys formed this band in college and you've continued after graduating. So, uh, so what's it been like balancing, you know, being in a band and then, you know, developing your post-college lives and building your careers? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Where to begin? Um, I think that all three of us, I'm not to speak for you two, but just based on everything I know about you guys. So we were all living together our senior year, and then we all kind of crash landed into adulthood after graduation. And we were in like such a state of flux because like our other guitarist, Sam, had moved to New York and Sophie moved to Austin, Texas. So that's when Trent joined the band and we were all trying to figure out our jobs and our lives. And there was this one day that we got to open for Wolf Alice at Rock and Roll Hotel. And I think that that was like an incredibly just like cementing moment for us as a band. Like mm -hmm. all, all of us are just like, oh, my God, this is it. This is so cool. I think Lavender like helped me personally kind of just like transition into adulthood because it like gave me something to focus on outside of work. It like was very like rewarding and like something to still like aspire to outside of just my job. And plus it's fun. Oh, definitely. Yeah, something to aspire to and also something that still grounds me in such positive friendships that I've had in my life and such a positive college experience because of these people. I mean, so I had my first year of teaching. Yeah, anyone who knows me knows how horrible that was. Oh, what do you teach? Um, I mean, any first, first year teacher. I teach second grade. So my first year was hard as it is for all public educators, I would say. But it's cool because like, as we're performing and going to practice and having all these shows, it's like teaching is pretty much the same thing as performing. I mean, like you, you get up in front of people who may or may not feel like listening to you at that moment. You got to get their attention. You got to be engaging in some way and you got to like, you know, give it your all. So that was a cool like grounding thing to have and a 
good constant to have in the midst of all this chaos. Like, oh, at least I can still go to band practice. At least I can still, you know, be with people that mean a lot to me and do something that I genuinely love. So it's been really great. What's it been like teaching second graders remotely? That sounds hard. Oh, it's basically (laughs) like, as you would imagine it, like, that's how it is. Just like. Just chaos? Just chaos. But honestly, I will say, just in case any of my students on the off chance are listening, I love them all dearly. They're doing <laughs> great. They're so good. But And second grade is kind of a sweet spot, too, where it's like they're not exactly babies, where they're like, what's a computer? How do I press the space bar? Like they have some degree of technology literacy, but at the same time, it's like, oh, I'm still, ex- this is still exciting. I still see my friends. I still want to learn. So it's, it's, I'm very lucky and my school's amazing and supportive but like it's it's rough because you know that boundary of a home and school life is just fully gone erased eradicated so yeah poor emily teaches in our kitchen and like half the time the dog is like running around making noise like crashing into things and she's just trying to like keep a straight face or like (laughs) i'm downstairs like just trying to mess with her because i am the way i am it's 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 great though because i mean i you know i still sing all my songs i play the ukulele pretty much every lesson that i teach and so i get some great percussion in the background the other day <laughs> ali was making some pasta she got some pots and pans banging along to our song so you know still got to put on a show even if it's virtual you mentioned the early triumph of getting to open for the grammy nominated wolf alice and I read in a profile of Lavender that appeared in the Washington City paper that you were one song short of the setlist requirements and that you all stayed up really late the night before the show writing a new song. We did. What was it like writing writing a song under such pressure? Stressful. Um, I, I think that everyone else in the band had kind of been like, Allie, we can't write a song in one night. And I was just like on like a manic binge where I was like, yes, we can. We definitely need one more. Like our set list isn't long enough. Do you still play that song? Yeah, it's uh, it's called Short on Time. It's actually on Spotify with our first EP. And honestly, it's one of my favorite songs to play live. It's super fun. It's it really makes fun. Cry. <laughs> it makes you cry. It does just because it's extremely sentimental. It's very sweet. Yeah, it's that about- song was written. That was songs written for Sophie moving to Texas. So. Mm-hmm. That was it, right around the time she made yeah, her decision, was, I think, yeah. is when we were playing the show. So um, we were all already in an emotional state. Yeah, but it was, it, it like went off super well. Like we played it. That show, I, I was saying to Emily the other day, I was like, that show was the best night of my life. Like mm. I'm going to have a firstborn child someday and I'm still going to be like, nope, Wolf Alice, best night of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things we ask our, our guests on the Loose Listening Party to do is pick out some other songs by other uh, bands that they're into to play for the audience And uh, we're going to hear one of those now. Uh, This first track that they've selected is from Mystery Friends.
That song was called Nowhere to Be by Mystery Friends. That was Discotacular. I loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that is a single that came out on their Bandcamp page in October of 2020. It is a Name Your Own Price download. And uh, we noticed in the credits that it was produced by Kyle Downs and Jay Niemeyer, also of the band Color Palette, and features Niemeyer on guitar and vocals. And we love that guy very much. So, Lavender, what is your relationship with Mystery Friends? Are they your buds? 
Yeah. Um, so it's worth noting that Emily picked this song, but I technically, sometimes I play guitar for Mystery Friends. I'm kind of like their on and off guitarist at times. They are all wonderful, wonderful people. I met their guitarist, Dave Mole, like, ooh, maybe three or four years ago. Cause I remember he sent me when I was working at Songbird, he sent me their EP and I was like, this is the best EP I've heard to come out of a local band like so far. So I bought a ticket for their show and I went to Rock and Roll Hotel and I met them and they were all really wonderful, lovely people. And their shows are just so fun. Like I I always, no matter if I'm like playing with them or like uh, watching them, like they are always incredibly fun to attend. But so I know that they've been flirting with the idea of doing a disco song for a while. So I think that when they release this, they're like, all right, we're going all out disco, baby. It's time. Mm-hmm. And they did great. They killed it. They did a great job. Yeah. So good. And and uh, Jay from Color Palette, I knew that he produced it and he's an amazing producer. So they just, this was a killer song. The band had the following to say about the track. Now, as we grapple with quarantine, Nowhere to Be has taken on a new meaning equal parts ironic and hopeful whether you're dancing alone or optimistically envisioning a world where we are all together again we want to get in your head so how how has lavender been been weathering the pandemic and the lockdown what have you guys been able to do what have you been frustrated from doing oh uh (laughs) this uh yeah, this this year was rough for me. Um, personally, I'm not gonna lie. Emily's been kind of like watching me crawl out of like the like nothingness that I was doing for months on end. I got really into video games this year. Nothing wrong with that. So, what were your games? Um, I spent like a week like nonstop playing uh, Breath of the Wild, and then I did Hotline Miami, which is a great PC game if you never played it. It sure is. Yeah, I love that game. I just bought a Game Boy Color, so I'm going to play all my old Pokemon games again. You bought a Game Boy Color. I did. I have. And the, the worst part is I, I have a Game Boy SP, which if you don't remember is from like 2003. Like you could do Game Boy Advance games, but also Game Boy Color games. Um, and it had a backlight. It had a backlight. Yeah, that's the thing is that it has a backlight. Game changer. I wanted the like authentic experience of playing on a Game Boy Color. So I, I bought one on eBay. And uh, what else? I started taking music classes ali also bought a switch literally a week before we even had ever heard of covid yeah it was impeccable timing it was i got real into animal crossing oh, really? still am let's be so, honest oh i i just played outer worlds nonstop for a week that was really fun there you go yeah so i got very into video games i kind of finally crawled out of that started working on some music again i've been doing one riff a day which is a she shreds magazine uh instagram challenge where you do one riff every day of january that's a lovely challenge cuz like just awesome, cool and and accomplishable. Yeah, it's been really fun and actually Trent uh has been following along and doing his own from New Zealand, which is super cool. Um he's doing a great job too. So, and he's been like super supportive even from halfway around the world. So, it's been it's been really nice. But yeah, things have been things started off really dark but have been like slowly improving and getting better and like getting more productive, which is nice. And my job, I I work uh, for DC nine nightclub on U street. So it's been kind of weird, a weird time to work for a music venue. What's it been like working at a venue at a time when there's no music? Oh, well, it started off as in March, I had to cancel or reschedule all my shows. So I rescheduled them to the summer and then summer came up and I rescheduled all of them to September and then September came around and I rescheduled all of them to spring of 2021. So now I don't even know what this what's going to happen with this next round. But 
it's just been a lot of like rescheduling and my job mostly became kind of like hostessing on weekends uh at the bar because that's the only way that the venue is making money right now i was afraid you were gonna say my job is giving people refunds (laughs) (laughs) no uh no not yet but We've also been doing live streams. So we've been doing like a lot of YouTube live streams with bands. Um, Lavender also did one. Lavender did one of them. That's true. We did one on Halloween. So that's been, that's honestly, I would say that's been like a key part of keeping my sanity this year because like so much of my life was just live music, both like career and hobby wise that at least being able to put together these live streams has been like really personally helpful and fun. And I, I hope that the bands are having as good of a time too doing it. Yeah, and can I just say that the experience of doing one of those live streams, the one for Lavender, by the way, is we always, uh, every year we started this tradition when we all lived together in college, we would play a, a big house show for Halloween, have like a big Halloween party, and we'd all, you know, play a bunch of covers. And it was always really fun. And when Halloween happened last year, which, by the way, was a full moon on, what was it, a Friday or a Saturday? Yeah. It was like going to be the greatest Halloween of all time. We did a, a live stream uh, kind of cover set instead. And it was such an interesting experience to be in the same space where we played live music so many times before. Like we've, Lavender has played DC9. We've, I've gone to so many shows at DC9. And I'm so used to seeing that place filled with people and to instead see it just with like a lot of cameras and a couple people in masks and you still have to play just kind of, I mean, you, you can't pretend that it's it's just like old times, but it's just such an interesting, strange, yeah, kind of surreal uh, experience of, of being on a stage in that place under such different circumstances. All right, well, let's hear another song that Lavender has picked out for everybody. This is a song by Na.
gorgeous stuff from Nah with a track called Bodies. Tell us, Lavender. Tell us about you, you and Nah. Yeah, we all we all uh, were just texting about how much we love Nah and um, like seriously, they are such a talented band. We all love that song so much. Matt is the one who uh, who picked that song, but Emma, the lead singer, is just like such a talented singer and lyricist that like I feel like I'm constantly in awe of her. Yeah, I, I just have to say like every time I've seen Nah live, I'm I'm blown away just by their presence and and also I mean being the drummer. Like, I just feel like their rhythm section is just so locked in. And I feel like on that last, on that song, you could really hear it. Just like the bass and drums were just so locked in and just grooving. It, it was, it was really awesome. But my experience with this song was, and this happens to me all the time. I feel like, I guess I'm just not very attentive when I'm listening to like playlists and stuff, but I have been in so many situations seeing a band that I like hadn't really heard about because either we were opening for them or, or, or you know, like uh, back in college, we would have house shows. Some bands would come through and, and play in our house. And I would literally hear the band start playing and I'd be like, oh, I've been listening to this song on this playlist for the past like month. And now the band that I've been listening to that I didn't even know about is right here in front of me playing the song. And it's awesome. And that literally happened with Nah a couple times where I like didn't really know much about them. And then realizing that their music is what I've been bumping on Spotify for you know, a month or two on like one playlist or another. Uh, it's like the best surprise show you could possibly get. Emma, Steven and Brendan are all just like such talented musicians too. And we, we played a show with them, not this past Halloween, but the Halloween before. And it was just so much fun. Like I seriously, I love their music so much. So um, tell us about your experience with the DC music community. What makes DC and its music scene really special for you guys? Uh, the DC music scene really helped me personally was we all sort of chose jobs uh, right out of college that were very stressful and time consuming um, and and took a lot of us. And then it was just so nice to have the DC music scene there for us when we were playing shows as Lavender. It was like this kind of big family. Everyone knows everyone. It's It's big enough that there are a ton of people in it, but it's small enough that it feels like you can make really solid friendships, both between bands and also, you know, just listening to new music that you hadn't heard before. It's, I, I really appreciate just that, that kind of sense of camaraderie in, in the DC music scene. For sure. And yeah, I uh, have a relationship with a lot of DC musicians, not only through Lavender, but through my job. So it was always like, not to sound self uh, absorbed, but it was always really cool to like meet someone new and have them be like, Oh my God, you're in Lavender. I know your band. And I would be like, Oh, thank you so much. And I feel like it just opened a door to meet so many other like talented musicians and artists around DC. So that's been really cool. I mean, everyone that we've opened for is that, or that's open for us. It's never been a like, Oh, you're opening for them. Or like, I'm opening for you. Like it's never a hierarchy thing ever mm -hmm. from what I felt. Yeah. It's just, everyone's so kind and so just happy to freaking be there and just like share in so many amazing venues that are around dc like we've had so many amazing experiences here i can't picture it anywhere else yeah and just in like the diy scene or just the venue scene both circuits have been really like incredible and it's it's just been really fun because you you start running into those people at like say like 9 30 club or other shows and then you realize that you have more in common with them than you thought you did and it's really cool to just build on those friendships that's super to hear. 
Paul, can I, can I now ask the question I've been wanting to ask for so long? Okay, go for it, man. So lavender, a piece of trivia about lavender that has always stuck in our hometown sounds minds is that we learned that back in 2019 that you were playing a show at the pie shop with another DC band named Basil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I just say that was a delicious show? It sure was. The smells were. Just Emily and I are aromatic. staring at each other right now, like, "What's the what's we're the, what's the like, gotcha moment?" Everything of this I've question? ever done in 2019 is like racing through my head. You've got nothing to worry about. It doesn't go much beyond. Did you experience a special sense of connection performing with a another DC band named for a garden variety herb? Yes, we we definitely all kind of realized at some point that we were Basil and Lavender playing a show together, but they're great. We love them. I think they had a video of Martha Stewart making, making basil. some basil, yeah. basil yeah. in the background during their set, which was just iconic. Can I just say that I want to cut on the next show when you have a specialty cocktail? Oh my oh, god! Oh, How have we not done that? That's an amazing I'll idea. I'll talk to I'll talk to the bartenders at DC Nine. <laughs> I feel like I want my cocktail. <laughs> All right, let's hear another song from Lavender. This is a newer one called Adrenaline.
That bass line at the end of that song is really doing it for me. I love that. That song was called Adrenaline by our guest Lavender. And it comes from Lavender's two-song release that is available on Spotify and other streaming services, along with another song called Head in the Clouds. And this one also has a music video. Where you guys were having some fun at a fair. Honestly, it was so so fun. fun. (laughs) Get a ball. I didn't even realize the camera was there most of the time. Yeah, we drove to, uh, I think, Arlington for the Arlington Fair. And we just like kind of like messed around the whole day. So what was your favorite fair food? Oh, oh my God. We had deep fried Oreos, I think, that day. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. After, I got to say, though, like the fifth deep fried Oreo after you've put an entire funnel cake into your body, <laughs> it's still just as good as the first. How'd it feel getting on some rides after five deep fried Oreos? <laughs> We managed to make it out. I don't know how. Okay, enough about fair food. Tell us a little more about that song we just heard, Adrenaline. Yeah, this song was, I was just talking to Emily about it, but this song was kind of like my baby because it was the first song that I had decided to like try to write a real bass line to rather than doing like a synth bass. So I came up with that like little groove first. And I think that I put like some sort of like drum machine dance beat underneath it. And uh, I was listening to a lot of uh, Wild Ones, who's from Seattle, and Men I Trust, who are from somewhere in Canada. I can't remember what city right now. Um, and I wanted to like kind of find that sound, so I was playing around with like a lot of the like background synths that you hear. And I remember when I showed everyone in the band, Trent looked at me at one point. And he was like, "Allie, that synth sounds like a microwave. We can't use it." <laughs> I was like, "No, I love it. <laughs> Made it better." Yeah. All right. Let's hear another song on this podcast. This is going to be a secret new song by Scorpio. Woo! You were someone that I thought I knew once. Or at least I thought I met my match. Life and love are tricky.
that was a track from a new project called Scorpio called I Was Waiting For You To Call. Allie, what can you tell us about this band? This is my side project. I started this like, I think two years ago, just as a way to kind of like have an outlet for like scrappy indie surf songs. And then suddenly people took a lot more interest in it than I thought they would. So I have been writing this song for like the better part of a year now. My roommate, our Emily and I's roommate Dawson is the drummer and does all the drums for all Scorpio songs. So all the beautiful sound effects you're hearing are, are him mostly. <laughs> he did a great job with it. He and I were like sitting in the room. He's like, I'm going to add a chime. I'm going to add like a me banging on a desk. I'm going to add all these noises. I was like, okay, you do you. And it, it came out super well. I am so excited for this release, you guys. It sounds so freaking good. It's going to be so great. She has the coolest music video of all time also releasing that I swear I'm calling it right now. Like, it's going to go viral. You're it's making so me blush. Sick. No, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Random question for you. How did your synthesizer get the name Dwayne? And where did the 25 pink flamingos come in? Oh, man. Okay. Wait. I, I <laughs> these are amazing one. questions. Just these are, on your research. Is, you guys did your research. So there is, for the synth, there is an Onion article, and the Onion article says, Shitty Zoo promoting hell out of new fruit bat exhibit. And there's a photo of a man in a bat costume. It says, come in and see Dwayne. And I just thought that was so funny. And I remember that Trent also saw that and sends it to me every time he remembers it exists. So we just like kept joking and about how Dwayne was such like a silly name. And we just decided to start calling her synth it because uh, SPDSX is like a little wordy. So Dwayne was faster. Packing, packing up the car for a show and saying, do you have, did you remember to pack the SPDSX? It's just, it's too many syllables. And then the, the flamingos is because every year on April Fool's Day, I do something absurd to Emily because I am the way I am. And so there was one year that I found out you could bulk order plastic pink flamingos from Home Depot. Uh, so I, I bulk ordered them and I placed them all around her room. I was alarmed, to say the least. <laughs> so as much as anyone can know at this point, what does the future hold for Lavender? Everyone stay tuned. More music is forthcoming. 2021 is the year for Lavender. Oh, he said it. Oh, he said it. Oh, he said it. Now we can't take it back. We do have a whole bunch of songs. We do have a bunch of songs recorded, recorded. And we love dearly. This is, this is also me holding myself accountable for yes. making sure those songs see the light of day. Yeah, big nice. time. Big time. We all need those songs. Well, I think that almost takes us to the end of this episode of the Loose Listening Party. And we want to dearly thank our friends at the Loose Foundation Center in the Smithsonian American Art Museum that uh, used to host the Loose Unplugged shows that we were really honored to help them organize. And we really hope to God that they can come back again once uh, everybody's been vaccinated and we all can come out and rock out together again. And it's going to be really fantastic. And I just can't wait. And thank you so much to Lavender for coming on and talking to everybody and spinning some great songs. And you guys have been awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us on the show. This was honestly extremely fun. And mm -hmm. it's it was really nice to be a part of. And hopefully in the future, we can do a Loose Unplugged show. We would seriously love to be able to still do that. Yes. We can't wait to see you there. But before we wrap on this week's installment of the Loose Listening Party, we have one more track from Lavender for you to enjoy. It's called Head in the Clouds. Emily, what should we know about it? Oh, oh, 
in the same way Ali called Adrenaline her baby, I would say this is my baby. It's a song about a breakup. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to leave it at that because I feel as though the lyrics speak for themselves. But also I want to give Ali so much credit because she is such a talented lyricist and she really inspired me to just kind of do this one on my own. And I'm really proud of it and I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> right on. Thank you so much, Lavender. And thank you, Tony. And thank you, Paul. And we will see you all next time. Hey.